Hi friends, Owen Locke and Rick Talley here from Locke and Company Distilling. First off, we'd like to thank Sam and Jay at the Unfiltered Podcast for all they do in our industry, community, and more importantly, it's just good to work with great guys like them. Owen and I are Colorado natives. We've spent more than a decade perfecting our Aspenage rye whiskey, and we think it's well worth the wait. Rye whiskey usually isn't for the faint of heart, but we have to say this is hands down some of the smoothest rye on the market. That comes from our 95% rye, 5% barley mash bill and our unique aging process. We age our whiskey in smaller 30 gallon barrels for a minimum of two years. And then we finish the rye by adding hand cut and hand charred aspen discs harvested from our family property outside of Fairplay, Colorado. This artisanal process produces an extremely smooth rye with notes of light brown sugar, cinnamon to balance the spiciness of the rye grain truly delivering a taste like none other. So if you enjoy gold medal winning spirits, want to support small business, and need a gift for the holidays or for yourself, please consider making Lock & Co. Aspenage Rye Whiskey your next purchase. You can find our Aspenage Rye Whiskey at many bars and restaurants and most liquor stores on the front range and throughout Colorado. Check us out at lockandcodistilling.com. That's L-O-C-K-E at lockandcodistilling.com. Cheers from Rick and Owen. Hey everybody, uh, happy Thanksgiving. Sam here, you're listening to the Unfiltered Podcast. Jay and I decided to put this one out on Thanksgiving thinking that maybe you'd need a little something to listen to while you're making your pies or getting your stuffing ready or you know whatever else you're cooking for this Thanksgiving. Hope you're being safe. Hope that you're able to Zoom call with those loved ones from afar. Um, this week we had Steve and Leslie Kazoos on. They are the co-founders, co-owners of Bootstrap Brewing. They've been in the game for a little while, seen tremendous success in 2020, due in part to their awesome cans and their fantastic distribution plan. But we'll let those two explain their story because it's a good one. So again, enjoy your Thanksgiving, your Thanksgiving break. As always, support those local breweries who make this show possible. Be well. Thanks always for the support. Enjoy the show. Jay Schrader and I are honored today to be joined by Steve and Leslie uh, Kazus, who are the founders and the owners of Bootstrap Brewing. Um, I would assume that anybody in Colorado would know who the hell Bootstrap is. But I mean, you guys have an amazing story. We looked at the data and what you've done in 2020, but I've been drinking your beer for many, many years. Jay is not an IPA drinker, so he probably has not come across the insane rush. I know, he's, he likes the uh, lawn mowing beers, if you will. But I, to me, an IPA is I lawn mowing. If you're, I mean, if you're, if you're, if you're hardcore enough. But uh, with that said, can you two, let, let's actually just, just welcome to the show, you two. Thank you for joining us. Thanks right on. Us. Yeah, we're excited to be here. Okay, first off, Jay, before you jump in and ask a question, Jay Schrader, um, how in the hell do you two shirk the idea of business and family don't mix? And how have you been so successful of doing that? Because you're a couple. You've made this work. And we don't ask this question enough of the folks who join this as friends or as, as, as you know, partners. And so how, like, walk us through what you have done over the last, uh, I guess, almost 10 years. 
to make well, this, this happen. Well, this is our fourth. This is our fourth um, business working together. The first one owning it, but um, we That's were right. we were also in a, a very small startup before this. So, you know, he stays on the technical side and. I stay on the sales and marketing side and we make the big decisions together. We try not to cross each other's paths, but. Try, try is the key word. Yeah, but you're right. We started out in the high tech industry and we met in the high tech industry and we worked together and a couple of startups and, and I don't know, you know, um, I was working for a company that got bought out by another company 10 years ago or, or maybe 12 years ago. And, um, we always talked about having our own business. We just didn't know what that business was supposed to be. And so we always knew we wanted to work together. I mean, we're a pretty fun couple. We're, I don't know, we're drunk most of the time. So I think that's how we get, get along. <laughs> no, that's how I ended up married. So. <laughs> I think we all were in that okay. spot. All right. so we all get it. Yeah. No, we just- uh, No really secrets here. <laughs> we really enjoy each other. We're great friends. Um, we have similar vision and um, it does get tough though. I mean, it's not easy. Like today was a tough, tough day. We're both Every, yeah, Everybody's on vacation and we're short staffed and yeah. we're just... And, and this COVID thing hits and all of a sudden we can't have anybody drinking in our tap room and we're all out on the patio. And so, yeah, we're managing a lot of different things, but... You know, that's chaos is kind of, managing chaos is kind of in our wheelhouse. We know how to do it. And somehow we attract, I don't know. No. Don't we look the same? <laughs> We're mean, 20. Look at this. this is, no, you guys, it's, the chemistry is there. It's pretty obvious. And I appreciate it. <laughs> I know Jay does too. Being guys that have been married for many, many years with several kids. And, um, yep. you know, just to be able to go through the trials and tribulations of not just COVID, but of life together is kind of, you know, you, if you, if you can't find that person that you can do that with, you don't end up together very long, I guess is what I'm saying. Right. You got it. My wife's not uh, part of the podcast for a reason. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> She's upstairs raising the kids, right? <laughs> She's actually asked specifically if she could vacuum while I did this so that she didn't have to listen to me. So, <laughs> Okay. I guess it's a win. I guess it's a win-win. So love it. So how'd you guys meet? Let's let's go back. Let's go back in time. Like uh, you know, you tech said you, baby. They were working yeah. in tech. I know, but where? But where? Let's just tell that story. It was many scribe out in uh, Longmont years ago. Um, did I end up being your boss? I did, huh? For a, yeah, oh, for sure. Geez. Amount of time they did a little. Um, I know, right? No, no. <laughs> Wouldn't yeah, I pass in 2020. Back. Yeah, yeah, yeah he, he went there already. <laughs> yes, he okay. just pissed off that I didn't give her. Um, no way. Oh, whoa, 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 he can't. <laughs> a raise. Kidding, a raise. <laughs> raise. A raise. Take, take it for what it is. <laughs> okay. So you guys yeah, met so there. Had, yeah. yeah. And yeah. Um, we ended up out in California for work. Uh, I think. <sighs> the economic condition. I got laid off. I couldn't get a job. He got an offer out in California. So we were out there for a while. And yep. then we moved back home. I grew up in Erie. And uh, I grew up, grew up in Boulder, went to Fairview University, Colorado. She was Erie High. 
Go yeah. Tigers. So we got to move back home um, back in 2004. Yep. And, um, and here we are. And here we are. Local kids done good. I like it. That's it. There you go. Yeah. And you know what's fun about having high school reunions out here is you get to bring free beer to the reunions. Yes. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what high school was like. You guys are the coolest people at the party now, right? <laughs> That's right. It's funny. It's hilarious. But now it's good. It's good. It's a so you, fun ride so far. So you grew up here, but I guess so. Does that mean that okay? You were you had a real job. Technically, obviously, you both have real jobs now because you're running a brewery, you're running a, a business, yep. like a very successful yep. business. But how do you go from doing your particular jobs, um, being boss, you know, and, and not being boss or being, you know, coming together and kind of, you know, getting married to deciding to do what you do now, which is bootstrap? Well, he, he's been uh, homebrewing for okay. a lot of years. There was, yep. there was a year that you know it was Christmas was coming and it was like what do you get somebody that has everything they want and so I found a hydroponics store they didn't used to have homebrew stores back then found a hydroponics store bought him uh you know a five gallon pail and in this plant shop and got him his first homebrew kit for Christmas and he was all excited. He did one batch of malt extract and said, I'm never doing that again. Went out <laughs> and bought everything he needed to do full grain. Yep. And the next, the birthday comes around and I bought him a subscription to um, Beer of the Month Club where we get, right. we get a surprise, two, two surprise six packs from whatever brewery they decided to send. And so he, you know, he was, he's been home brewing and over the years, like Steve said earlier, we were always talking about what is something that we're both passionate about that we can do together as a business. And we were all over the place from bed and breakfast to, um, you know, I love to go horseback riding. So it was like, oh, can I do horseback riding and he can give tennis lessons and we can <laughs> cook breakfast and make beer for people. And then at one point, we, we were looking at coffee shops and um, Steve was going to all these franchise uh, workshops and seminars and coming home and saying, we should buy haircutting places. And I told him, everybody calls in sick. Are you cutting the hair? <laughs> Obviously not. I mean, look, I can see half of it back there. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it really came down to the journey was what are we passionate about that's what it really came down to because we were all over the map like she said interested in this interested in that all this time i'm home brewing my background is engineering it's kind of it's a creative outlet and i'm making some fun beers i'm making some pretty good beers and um, it just came down to the passion. We were always in a brewery drinking beer going, what do we want to do in a brew pub? And we were always drinking beer and all of a sudden it just kind of hit us and we're like, would we ever consider opening up a brewery? And that started the journey. That's when we met Dale at Oscar Blues, Eric Wallace at Left Hand, the Odell's. We had opportunities to talk to everybody and everybody was really helpful and, and um, you know frank and how that you know telling us what it takes to do this 
And um, they basically told us that um, when they started, there was a lot of forgiveness in the types of beers that they were bringing to the table. And maybe they weren't that consistent, but people didn't know. And they're like, hey, this is different. This is cool. This is really good beer, stouts and pilsners and this and that. And um, they said, but if you get in, we've already set that bar and you can't come in any lower than that. Your quality, your consistency, everything has to be up here. And so um, we said, yeah, we can do this. Let's, let's go for it. And yeah, we started having these blind tastings in our basement with our friends. And, you know, if Steve had made an IPA, I'd go out and I'd buy 10 of the best-selling IPAs. Mm -hmm. And I'd line them all up. And I made little judging sheets for everybody. <laughs> and, um, you know, we got to right. the point where sometimes he was, he was coming out uno. number one. And we're like, okay, Thanks. save that recipe. Now let's go work on the amber. Let's work on you know, a Pilsner. And I don't think that's, that, that's unique to a lot of breweries. I think there's a lot of guys that brought their friends to their house, brought mm -hmm. them into the basement, everybody drank the beer and they said, oh my God, you make the best beer, you should start a brewery. But we were, we put a lot of work and understanding behind it to really go, do we really want to do this? Well, I think we can just say we're lucky you didn't end up starting a Subway franchise. Or, uh, <laughs> exactly. Thank God. Fucking um, great. I, you're the Longmont Great Clips guy. I mean, we yeah. are <laughs> so grateful that right? that is not what the result was. Oh, my God. But what if it was Subway and Great, great Clips? You know, a combo. Thing, you know? No. no, there's just too much. You could, you, yeah, could you, watch, you could watch them make the sandwich while you're getting your hair cut because you're going to get a hair in the sandwich anyway. It might as well be your own right <laughs> you might be on to something the next uh -oh. big thing there we the go. next big thing steve well let me i gotta i gotta ask i mean we we talk to a lot of people and they usually have a lot of smart things to say and they usually have a lot of names that they can mention or or a lot of people that help them along the way but i mean you basically named two or three of the biggest people in northern colorado brewing as being there at the beginning and basically telling you up front, hey, we already set the bar, go for it. Was that not a little bit intimidating? No. Not at all. I mean I love it. No. I mean we we were like, yeah, I, we can do this. And uh, we we respect what you guys did, you know, for us to be able to get out there and do this with you. They were basically saying, just don't be dicks and make shitty beer because you're going to just screw things up for everybody else. And that mantra just stayed with us. And we're like, we can make really good beer. And you know what? When we opened our brewery, we have some of the top brewers in the world within a 10-mile radius of us, and they would come to the brewery. And the last thing I wanted was for somebody to go, man, this is crappy beer. What are you doing? And so that was, you know, a motivation. But we also knew that we made good beer. Um, coming from the high-tech industry or just any other corporate America business, we learned about um, quality. We learned about um the customer and meeting the customer's needs and just 
you know, really being proud of what we're putting out there. And it's got to be stuff that we want to drink. And, and I, I need you to drink three of them. She's got to be able to drink want three. I want to drink three mm -hmm. of them. Mm -hmm. yeah. Was that his rule? Was that like, That's my rule. not only did Dale give you the bar, but then Leslie said, all right, there's got to be three beers on the menu at any given moment that I don't care about. I, I can drink them. No, no, uh, no, no. It's I. I want to reorder it three times. She wants to drink oh. three in a row of that beer. I got gotcha. you. All right, yes. all right. That's a good test. There's yep. some that I, you know, I'll love one inch, two inch into the glass, and then I'll go. I don't think I can order another one of those. And so that's. that's I think been our, our mantra is um, we want to make beers that we want to drink three of them back to back. And okay. I, well. I think our palates are, I don't know, covers probably 95% of the people. And if we enjoy it and we love it, we feel like other people will enjoy it too. When you think of, of the success of Culinary Breweries during 2020 and who has been able to make it, do you think that that approach, Leslie, has allowed a Bootstrap, a Denver Beer Co., an Odell to really kind of make it through in the sense that they're not selling a lot of double IPAs. There isn't a shitload of that beer that just you can have one of and just put away because you got to be able to buy it in cans. You got to be able to buy a lot of it. How successful or how much of your success has come from that approach in your mind as a salesperson, as a marketing person? Definitely wholesale is paramount. I mean, now nobody, nobody can go inside and, yeah. and order a beer from a restaurant or a tap room. Yeah. And so if you don't have strong wholesale, you're, you're getting really creative right now about, you know, releasing special seasonal things or. But to tag on to that, I think that initial, you've got to be able to drink three of these. And um, I, I think it makes our beers very drinkable mm -hmm. and it covers a lot of the, the folks who have, different palettes, you know, from light beers to dark beers to high, uh, high hops or whatever. And so I think the way she approached it is it kind of puts us there where we're with the guys you mentioned that it's very drinkable beers. And um, that's what's, I think, making us successful. Yeah. And we get, um, you know, repurchase, repurchases. Yep. A lot of sell-throughs. Like yeah. somebody will try it for the first time and go, wow, I like this. I'm going to buy it again. Yeah. There's a lot of brand loyalty out there and a lot of folks that we meet and they say, my fridge is stocked with Insane Rush or Lush Puppy or whatever. And it's like, wow, that's, that's really cool. I never thought we'd be here. You know, we started as this really small brewery and very cool. 1,200 square feet. Yeah. That's a little three barrel system. <laughs> and, and you guys... You guys have been through a couple of spaces, is that right? I, I, I was, I truly, as Sam pointed out, I've never, um, I don't think I've ever had one of your beers because it hasn't been on my radar, which is always disappointing when I can't make it up north and, and try it in person. But I do know a little bit of the trajectory of the real estate. Mm -hmm. You guys have been in and out of a couple of places, right? So can you walk us through, you started in 1200 square feet on a, uh, on a fairly small system. I mean, what did that progression look like? Yeah, so it was um, 2012 that we opened, right? June 21st or something like that. It's always got to be on the, what is that? The solar equinox? Oh, solstice. Solstice. 
Yeah, so our birthday changes from, Whatever. from year to year. It's either the 20th or the 21st. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. Clearly, clearly, Steve is not the stars guy. That's <laughs> okay. I didn't sign up for that. Um, but yeah, we started small. Um, I don't know. We, I, I was always, what if I brew the beer and nobody comes? So it's, let's just start small. And we started in a small space in this building that's a pole barn downtown Niwot. It's across the street from where we live and it was perfect. We wanted to be the neighborhood brewery and um, as soon as we started putting out the beer we we just had um, a great relationship with the neighborhood, the community, word started getting out. The first keg that ever went out was a bunk keg that ended up at Haystack um, Golf Course. And yeah, opening <laughs> we got our first order. Like, we don't have tap handles. Yeah. We don't have keg. We don't powder. have a real keg. We don't even have a real keg. And they were like, <laughs> we don't care. Just bring it over. <laughs> Are you serious? Come on, oh, my God. But, yeah, so it just, it just kind of grew from there. I mean, I think the first year we did... 250, 300 barrels, you know, it was about six, seven months. And then it just kind of grew from there. I was always happy having that tap room and Leslie's vision was always, no, we got to get the beer out there. We started getting kegs and then we did bombers. And then we started um, doing some cans. We started with Insane Rush because that was the one that everybody was gravitating to. Um, we started with mobile canning. They would bring their machine over, can off of our bright tanks, and it just grew from there. All of a sudden, we had a distributor, and now we can't brew in that place. So started in a corner of that building, took over another side of the building after people moved out, and then took another side of the building when that guy moved out, and that's 3,000 square feet. Wow. And I shoved a 15-barrel brew house in there, sold the three-barrel to Ska. They did a bunch of sours on that little bad boy. Now we've got a 15-barrel, sign up a couple more distributors, and we're like, holy crap, now what? We had to custom order 50-barrel fermenters. What were they? Just to fit. One, one foot shorter than spec so that we could um, clear the beam in, yeah. the, in, in the, the middle <laughs> of this pole barn. I mean, it was, we were scraping the ceiling with this thing. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so they, wait, what year yeah, was this? Hold on, what, what year, like? 2015. And, and 2015, what, what, we got the 15 barrel and got 50 barrel fermenters. When, when did you go, like what, what month of that year or the year before did you go, holy shit, this isn't just a, like, we're not just running the neighborhood pub. This is much bigger. Like, tell us about that conversation between you two as business owners and, and as a married couple. Well, it was when we signed on with Coors Distributing that okay. we realized, okay, we're going to the next level because yeah. we were self-distributing. And so we had one van and one employee. And when that employee called in sick, Steve and I dropped everything we were doing and we went and delivered beer. Um, but... <laughs> What when, were we but thinking? When we, when we partnered up with Coors, because our, our growth was limited by what we could physically do with one van and one employee. Mm -hmm. And so we had maybe two or three accounts in Denver. We just couldn't get there. It started growing. Our backyard <laughs> here in Boulder, Longmont, that was an easy deal. 
Then it started Fort Collins, started in Denver. And now we drive up Colorado to Evergreen yep. and Estes Park on Sundays and deliver beer. And I mean, it was just, and we tell, we tell the customers, we can only get up there once a month. And so they'd order a month's worth. We had other um, liquor store owners. We were so grateful they would say we'll come get it yeah they would and, drive down and pick up and, like 10 know, cases from arvada um you know mile is mile high wine cellars mark would come down in his car and he'd load up beer in his car and then finally you know he was like okay we'll bring it to you but then we were just struggling with how do we do that better. yeah was yeah. it one of those things where you always thought you made good beer and it was the consumer that said, oh, your beer isn't just good beer, it's great beer? Or was it we, you guys always knew you made this beer that was, that was worthy of distribution beyond the front range, having to get a distributor, all of that? Like, be as, as candid as you can in your answer. Oh, I believe, I believe so, yes. Which one? <laughs> he asked two questions in one. Which one? Yes. I knew, I knew that Steve was making fantastic beer, and we have the, you know, the best can designs with Moxie. Yeah, and so yeah. when we partnered with them, you know, we said, you need to, you know, you need to, to make a, a package that people will, want to pick it up and say what is this i want to try it because i knew once somebody tried the beer yeah, they would grab one they would reorder it so um and they were funny they were like well we'll make the best packaging you need to make the best product and I, you know we went back and forth with them we said not a problem let's do this you thing. guys don't see you guys don't seem like you're really concerned with challenges i mean Steve said he wasn't intimidated by the bar set by by your local area breweries and, and brewers that you knew. But then, I mean, now you've got a, a marketing or a design company throwing down and saying, look, we're going to give you the sexiest fucking can label on the market, but the beer better not be lousy. I mean... <laughs> Oh, I, don't even understand, it, I don't even understand how you respond to something like that. Like, hey, we came to you. We're paying you. What the fuck is that? I, that would be my first instinct. But oh, no, we you were, guys were just like laughing about it. But, you know, the, the, the best part was when we decided that we were going to go out to market with one skew. That was dumb. We, it was not. <laughs> <laughs> like, how are we going like, to be successful like, with one? What are, what are we going to do? And I said, well, the Brewers Association says IPA is the number one style. We're going for the number one style. And we yeah. just went for it. Yeah. It I like mean, if we were going to make it or not. Yeah. So yeah. for us being that small and tying in with a great uh, graphics company, marketing company like Moxie Sozo and coming up with this stuff all of a sudden people were talking about us and they're like, we got to drink this. And they love the beer. And so it just grew from there. And it was all word of mouth. It, we had no funds. We were bootstrapping it. There was no money to do any marketing. Yes. <laughs> so not, not just a clever name. No, no, it was it bootstrapping is who we are. That was our budget when we started. We thought we, we had this big budget. But banks and investors weren't even looking at us. They're like, what do you know about brewing? Who are you? Yeah, I'm sure you're passionate, this, that, and the other. And we said, you know what? If we're going to do this, nobody believes in us. We've got to bankroll it. We've got to put our life savings in. <clears throat> we're like, well, what do we call this thing? 
and Leslie said, you know, this thing, this is such a bootstrap operation because we went from this big budget to this little budget. And we looked at each other and we said, yes, we're bootstrapping this. Does anybody have the name? And sure enough, they didn't. It represents who we are and how we started this business. And um, yeah, man, it's, it's incredible where we're at right now. And it's, you know, she's got a lot to do with it, with the branding, the loyal stuff, the marketing, um, cleaning the bathrooms, all of that's <laughs> freaking important, you know, and, and here we are. Nice <laughs> little benefit of COVID is uh, you don't have to worry about the janitorial duties nearly as much when the brewery tap room is shut down, but when you're open to customers, you're cleaning like crazy. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sam, Sam probably has something semi-intelligent to say here. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, I want to. I want to talk about. I mean, I, I mean, out of respect for your time, you two, because I mean, obviously, if we were there, no, we got time. We got beer. Let's let's let's. I mean, let's talk about this year. Let's talk about 2020 yep. because you. I mean, again, we kind of insinuated this at the beginning of it, or we kind of alluded to it. You have seen crazy growth since you began, but this year has been wild. Yeah. I mean, let's like, holy shit. Is like, what is it? Is it the cans? Is it, is it distribution? Like, what is it? You guys are, you're killing it for the most part. You know what's crazy is we released two products two weeks before the shutdown mm. in the spring. Yeah. That's an interesting time to release a new product is yeah. when uh, consumers aren't browsing in shops and. Right. They're buying so, what they know. Distributor right. reps weren't, you know, they were spending the least amount of time getting in and out of the, the liquor place. stores and stuff. So, yeah. 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 So both of our mix packs, we, like I said, started shipping them in the middle of March and then everything shut down on the 17th, I think. So it wasn't until we come back into June that we're really getting that placed on shelves. Yeah. And we've got, we've got great distributors. We set up some strategies, some, some goals for this year. And regardless of what happened with COVID, I mean, we got killed in, what was it, from mid-March to April because um, our tap room was closed for 11 weeks. And just like everybody else. Yeah. But then all of a sudden, we all started hoarding. We all started buying. We weren't going to tap Steve rooms. Steve took all the toilet paper. All of it. <laughs> you, had you, know, you had to. You had to. Toilet paper. <laughs> Insane rush. I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah. How many IPAs? I mean, I drink plenty of IPAs. You could shit through a screen door. I think um, people were looking for value. People were supporting breweries. Um, they definitely were supporting us. I mean, we're, uh, I don't know, we give back to the community like everybody else does. And I don't know, it just kind of exploded. And um, we just have great distributors and a great marketing plan out there. And I don't know. It's, like, it's got to be those cans though, right? Like part of it is those cans. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, getting into grocery stores health. But I got to tell you, our local independent liquor stores, man, they just crushed it for us this year. And they, they were there from the beginning, and they, they really helped us. But it's, it's been across the board, and for sure. Were you, were you shocked? Were you surprised by 
being not not just being able to survive this, but by being able to kind of thrive during this. I mean, you're 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 one of very few. You know, there's a handful of of folks. There's a yeah. beer co. There's an hotel right with their 12 pack of IPA that's just can't stay on shelves. I mean, yeah. you guys. What do you tell each other at night when you're going to bed? Like, are you grateful? Are you like, what, what's the conversation you're having as a couple? Pretty much. Why can't we pay ourselves yet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. why, are we still broke? why are we still bootstrapping it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, well, when you look at it, we're, we're, it's, it's kind of a two edged sword. Yeah. We're growing, but we're constantly reinvesting. I now need yeah. another fermenter. I need yeah. this, I need that. And it's just like and, when, and when the front loading of inventory to yeah. every time we release a new product, just buying all of those cans. I mean, when we, we just put out our sparklicious party pack, mm -hmm. the hard know, seltzer, that's yeah. three cans and they're what 250,000, cans per, per truckload yeah batch. and um yeah and then there's the 12 pack box that we had to buy so many of yeah so, you so. really gotta love your business you gotta really if you're not passionate about it all these little bumps in the road are gonna kill you and you're just gonna at some point you get really tired but if you're passionate and you're like we can do this let's survive it We've got people out there who are supporting us. We're all the breweries are helping each other out. This is just another moment in time where we all get together. We can all survive this. We move through it. There's light at the end of the tunnel. And then we're all going to come out of it and we're going to celebrate. And, but it's the passion that's got to keep you going. How much of this is where you are? I mean, Jay and I talked to enough folks in Denver where it's, kind of uber competitive, even in South Denver, even, sure. even Colorado Springs, you brought this up several minutes ago, you were kind of automatically brought into that community um, mm -hmm. of kind of Longmont, Boulder, Erie. How much of that played a part in your success or at least your comfortability in this environment? Well, I think when we opened, you know, um, Upslope had opened a few years before yeah. us, but mm -hmm. there really wasn't anybody else. And so, when we opened in 2012, and, and there's a handful of, of small brewers that we're friends with, that we- The class, the of, class 2012. of 2012. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there was a big gap. It was like, you know, you had all your pre-existing breweries and then Upslope opened, and there really wasn't anything until us. So we were able to get, you know, those were back in the days when you were able to go to everybody's grand opening and everybody's anniversary party. And then you fast forward a few years and it just got to the point where, wow, there's one opening every day. I mean, it wasn't that bad, but it, but it just yeah, felt yeah. like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You, you know, I, I want to add on to that because saying the class of 2012, right? Those are great friends of ours. So like Big Choice and Crystal Springs and uh, Caution Brewing, Echo and all that. City all Star. of those, City Star, all of us had different business models. Some wanted to be just the neighborhood breweries. Some wanted to do the barrel aging and, and uh, whatnot. Somebody else wanted to be a brew pub. And we always had a bigger picture in fact, Odd 13 was in the um, 2012 mm, okay. year. 
So Odd 13 and us are kind of doing the same model where it's, you know, let's get it out there, cans, liquor stores, grocery stores, all that stuff. But everybody had a different model and everybody succeeded or maybe didn't make it um, based on their models. And so, I don't know. Um, I'm not sure where I was going with that, but I was pretty excited about That's okay. it. That's okay. A moment. You, 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 go Red Sox. On, yeah, I was going to say, go Red Sox. Based on that diatribe, you could totally run this show for us and take over for me and Sam. Because sure. we clearly have no uh, no direction when we get started. And by the end, we're like, what the fuck was that? Um, we, I don't so know we drink havoc. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Two loaves in the oven upstairs. I can just keep going. <laughs> we'll be so, over. No, I, I, I would like to ask. I mean, you kind of, I mean, you alluded to being in the class of 2012, and we don't know every brewery, but a lot of the breweries you mentioned outside of Odd 13, frankly, I don't either recognize or can admit that I think that they're gone already. So, um, how important is it to making it to that? We talked about reunions earlier, right? You guys are coming up on a 10 year reunion here pretty quick. How important is that to you guys? And more importantly, how important are the recent investments and the additions to the brewery, your, your sales strategy, your, your new investor? Um, how critical is that to you guys making it for another two years, another 20 years beyond that? Super important. Mm -hmm. Was that a side effect of COVID? Was that part of the plan? Or did you guys? No, I mean, I think so. Everything we've done up into this year has been super organic. We, yeah. I mean, it's like whenever Steve and I had a chance to go do a hand sale because someone asked us to do it, we'd be out there. Um, we were at festivals mm -hmm. whenever we could be, but we were never doing anything proactively. Um, Damn it. I know. <laughs> what kind of business model is that? We haven't mastered the ability to be everywhere at the same time. Yeah. You guys are definitely from tech startup, I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> it's killing us, man. No. But yeah, it, now we've got so Dale came on board. Yeah. He he's brought all of his wisdom and his experience. And he's just got wonderful ideas, thinks out of the box. Um, he introduced us to Jeff, who's our new sales director. Mm -hmm. uh, we've got now Taylor on board, our first outside um, sales, rep. sales rep. And um, I finally have help. <laughs> it was always us i used to joke with steve i'm like you get everything you get all this stainless steel you yes. get yeah. all the employees you get all of the inventory you get everything look at him look at him show <laughs> and I, a dab. Finally, <laughs> I finally this year got help and i'm so yeah. excited we yeah have such an amazing team in place yeah, like the, like we were saying, it was really Leslie and I going out to the festivals, doing the hand sales, um, doing the pint nights, just doing everything, which everybody appreciated. I mean, when do you see a husband and wife, owner and brewer at the hand sales and stuff? Usually yeah. it's a sales rep. And and that's fine. Our sales reps are awesome. They're freaking awesome. And we still show up. But and we show up. Now we're able to but do now it yeah, now we've got kind of a little army of little mini-me's that can go out there and, and represent and represent 
you know, the right way. But, you know, kind of going back, so 2020 was a, is a great growth year for us. And we've known Dale for a number of years. Our boys played baseball together and all this stuff. And um, he's just been a great friend, a great mentor. Um, and, and we joked about, you know, one day you should partner with us. You shouldn't help us. And we're fun. And you're fun. And all this stuff. And you know what? It finally happened this year. And um, he really... Uh, like Leslie said, he's just got this amazing uh, way of how he thinks. Just out of left field, incredible ideas. We just kind of look at him and go, "What the fuck? Where did that yeah. come from?" Yeah. You know, and and we'll we'll kind of hash it all out. And some of it is doesn't make sense, and and he gets it, um, but he throws a lot of stuff out there, and he's a great guy to brainstorm with, and. Um, so is he cleaning bathrooms, Leslie? No, not yet. <laughs> Dale's not cleaning bathrooms yet. No, not, not a, under his advisory role. I had my. Uh, I, had, I had to ask. I'm he's sorry. got a gun. I to see. I want to see how invested he really is. My uh, my wedding rehearsal dinner was at the original day, uh, Oscar Blues. So like oh, literally uh, eight years ago, nine years ago. Actually, my wife, she watches the show. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was playing. They were awesome. Dale was just fucking fantastic. Like, it was awesome. We got to, you know, get, we got the whole downstairs and it was a blast. But let me ask you guys, what, uh, what happens now? Um, obviously, selling beer over the bar is extremely important for making money, yeah. but we can't do that for at least the foreseeable future. So what kind of conversations are you having with the sales team as we move into December and probably January? What's, what's the kind of expectation, the strategy? What are the thoughts? Well, we're still, like I said, we're still placing our hard seltzer out on yeah. the shelves. And, you know, we had plans pre-COVID that we were going to spend the whole summer pouring it at festivals and doing mm -hmm. tastings and hand sales. And, you know, that's one of the, the great selling points of our seltzer. It's made with real fruit. And when people try it, they go, wow, this is so different than any seltzer I've ever had. And so we've really missed out on that opportunity. Yeah. So that's still something that we're trying to implement. Um, and grow, yeah, for and sure. grow. And then we just announced our um, non-alcoholic IPA, our strapless. Nice. And so that I love that. Been, I love that. Yeah. Right? Yes, that's so good. That is so good. <laughs> if you haven't seen the can yet, it's it's so badass. It's a bunch of wild horses running, and there there's one that's throwing a cowboy off. <laughs> so you know it was like wild, unbridled, strapless horses. Um, but it's and it's, like it. it's just delicious. It tastes like a real beer. Yep. So that just released. It's just starting to hit the shelves. And then um, we're also going to follow up uh, early next year with our strapless gold uh, version. And then we're looking at, do we start doing 12 packs and do we start doing mm -hmm. seasonals? And so we're, and, and we're not we're, holding, we're not holding back. Yeah. And we're trying to close also all of Colorado. So there's still a couple places that are open um, as far as, 
um, getting all our beer everywhere through Colorado. So Durango and Steamboat, Winter Park, we're trying to close those, those markets. So there's constant opportunities. Um, you can't stand still. You got to keep going. Um, my dad always told me, he was an entrepreneur, and he always said, you know, no matter the recession or what's happening with the market or whatever, you got to continue to invest. You got to keep coming out with new products because when things do succeed and you do come out of the recession, you better have some new products out there because you know the big boys are doing it. And so we just kind of follow that philosophy, but it's, it's still stuff that we want to bring to the table that we enjoy. And you know? I, and I personally want to hand distribute beer to Bora Bora. <laughs> so that's, that's in the plans. I mean, you if, know, you get, you if you need podcast hosts to go with you, just let we us do. know. Yeah. We'll, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll carry luggage. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I, I don't know if you knew, but this is an interview process right now. <laughs> yes. you know, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, the good news is we probably failed it then. <laughs> Why didn't We're you used go? To that. Let me ask. Let me ask you. Like, just kind of walk back just a second. Sure. Why? Why no twelve packs of that IPA? Like, why? Like, I, I, I explain to us as ignoramuses what goes into going from a six pack to a twelve pack. Like, what? Well, why? Did, about, why did, we're yeah. talking about doing that next year. Yeah. But our first twelve pack was the. Oh, here. Let me grab this. Was our um, mixed party pack. And so we, we, um, we wanted to do something completely different. And so we wanted to put one or two of everything we make in here. Okay. Okay. So we've got our five beers, but we've got two of our hard seltzers in here as well. That's and awesome. True party pack. Okay. True party pack. There's something for everybody in here. And what's super cool is we just won medals for every single one of our beers at USA Beer Ratings. Um, in fact, the Insane Rush, this, was, this is so awesome. This one won gold for, um, for taste, but it also won for value and packaging. I love Ooh. this competition because it's judged by industry people who work in liquor stores, distributors, restaurants um and they you have to score high in those three categories to medal but you know you pick you pick this bad boy up and you can try every single Damn. thing but you're right too i mean ignoramus to ignoramus is that how you call it <laughs> <laughs> whatever i'm a college I, professor yeah, banker, eye to so. eye yeah we'll just go with eye to eye yeah. No, um, we are talking about doing the 12 pack insane rush, and we're talking about a 12 pack lush puppy too. This our juicy IPA yeah. is selling really well too, and um, we just we just didn't go there. Um, yeah. You know. Yeah. But now again, having Dale on board, having a director of sales on board, and guys that have been in the industry for a while, and they they get it. Um, they're helping us get that to market so a lot of I, I see a lot of ties to the to the canarchy brand uh, you guys have any specific plans to get on board with that or are you guys trying to stay out of that uh we that had discussions cabin yeah with canarchy this is all just a dale personal uh investment okay, cool just wanting to 
for he just wants to see really really cool people who are humble and who love each other be successful in this world well he's making up for whatever bullshit happened at work today with that said right because i forgot to clean the bathroom yes exactly exactly <laughs> somebody yes, called dale my kids are yelling at me right now so um uh leslie steve the kazoos i don't think jay and i can thank you enough for joining the show so what oh, yeah. is there anything you want to plug because we're going to put this out um probably tomorrow or friday and right. why would you uh, not put it out on thursday sam because actually actually no 2020 is a weird year i'll probably just put it on 20 like it's just a reason for people to drink anyway so um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Crack, crack a bootstrap and listen to the but just to like let to you the know latest episode drop before the in-laws show up we're gonna do something big for december to drive traffic to colorado breweries ideally so we're trying to figure that out so if you guys if you got anything going on in December or at the end of the month, let us know. But if you want to announce something now, any big releases, this is your chance. You have the floor. Oh, tell them about Zeus. Yeah, Zeus. Our Imperial Stout, 13.5%. It's been... Um, in a can? No, yeah, I wish. <laughs> it, it can show up in a crawler if you come over. Um, no, it'll be in uh, champagne bottles, 750 milliliters, but it's been sitting on barrels for about nine months now and it's thick it's syrupy you know how you um get a cognac glass or a brandy glass and you turn it sideways and you bring it back and it's just mm -hmm. sticking to the side and syrupy that's what this is and it's delicious yeah it's, so one's in a px sherry yeah barrel. barrel yep and, and another one into a, in a woodford reserve rum barrel it's just brilliant so that'll be coming out in time for um the first week of um december for christmas and we can and get which which place which location in longmont, longmont. Okay. Yeah, yeah we just we're we're only in longmont oh you are yeah, okay, okay we're okay. just gonna be selling out of the tap room yeah limited okay. edition that kind of stuff um and then we're doing what everybody else is is doing to try to support and help our business we're doing the online ordering um we're gonna have strapless online that we can sell anywhere throughout the united states we can ship that because it's non-alcoholic so we're just trying to keep the tap room business the to-go business you know just rocking and rolling but um yeah otherwise man just keep keep at it you know have fun keep drinking, keep drinking bootstrap beer keep, huh please yeah yeah Okay, you or start. <laughs> yeah, or start for uh, sure. We're driving to your house, actually. So. I wish. I wish. No, because the meatloaf. Yeah, they heard about the meatloaf. <laughs> That's tonight. Yeah, it's like twenty minutes probably. Shut up. So, uh, Leslie, Steve, thank you two so much for joining Jay and I. And I mean, happy Thanksgiving to both of you. Uh, uh, Thanksgiving to all of our listeners. It's just, it's so awesome to see, see the success you've had because it's well-deserved and holy shit, you make good beer. So thank you right, so bro. much. Yeah. yeah, and stay safe and healthy, you guys. Yes, you guys as yeah. well. All right, cheers. You too. Hopefully we'll see you soon. All right, bye guys. Take care. See ya. Cheers. cheers. Bye. bye.